So excited. So we are streamed to the private Facebook group. So nobody should be seeing us from the public Facebook page. Anybody see us there? Yep, here we are with the club members. Ah. And we've got some people watching us already. I love that we can have people who wanna be in the Zoom, people who wanna follow us on Facebook. This is really exciting. All right, well, it's like a minute till and we've got a beautiful crew with us tonight. Uh, should we get started like a minute early? What do you say? We've got a lot to hit. We wanna get as much on a laundry time tonight as possible. All right. <laughs> so everybody, uh, I think we're gonna get started because it's eight o'clock. Welcome everyone. It is Trans Tuesday, best night of the whole week because we're together. Uh, tonight we welcome back Anna Lantry, the director of True Voice Lessons, LLC. True Voice Lessons is a multi-state company offering in-person and online voice and music lessons. Last week, Anna and voice coach Alexandra Exeter shared their industry insights with our wider audience for free for everybody to watch, and that episode's out live right now. Tonight, Anna is giving us a private voice lesson just for our club members. This is a true example of one of the exclusive perks of being a club member of My Feminine Heart because as the director of True Voice Lessons, Anna, who founded the company, is like way too busy to continue to give voice lessons. So this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity because now she's just CEO status, just managing and directing this huge network of coaches that she has around the world. Um, Anna, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello, good to be here. Yeah, two weeks in a row. We're so excited to have you. And I gotta say, Last week's episode, I literally had people writing me saying that was the best episode we've ever had. I, we had over a hundred comments, like in the hour that we were there, just people rapid firing. You handled the Q and A so eloquently, amazing. Um, so I'm gonna let you just kind of roll tonight. Um, I do wanna thank all of our club members who are joining us in the Zoom. Uh, so I want to give shout outs to all these ladies, Georgette, it's lovely to have you, Stephanie Margaret Uber, Donna Nadel's New, Rana Drew, Lisa Smith, Chloe Webb, Miranda Jones, and Barbara Van Horn. Thank you so much, ladies. Um, I have you on mute, so I guess like spirit fingers or snaps, <laughs> like so excited. Give big waves, so, so thrilled to have you here. You will be off mute later as you'll have a chance to ask questions and um, work with Anna one-on-one -on -one in the Zoom. So last but not least, I wanna give a big thank you to our March sponsor of the month, Chef Katie Higgins. Uh, chef Katie is a classically trained chef from the Culinary Institute of Education in New York City. She left the Big Apple to serve as a private chef for an elite upstate New York family. And now she offers her skills as a culinary educator online 
teaching individuals and parties of up to 10 people how to cook over Zoom. So her lessons help people create healthy dishes while balancing impossible schedules and incorporates a range of sophisticated techniques from advanced knife skills to making your own fresh pasta. Um, you can find her at her website, CaitlinHiggins.com, and all her contact information is also listed on the homepage of myfeminineheart.com. So Jeff Katie will be visiting us briefly next Tuesday when we go back to Trans Tuesday Live. She's gonna come on in the first five minutes of our uh, live discussion panel on coming out. And she's gonna present three options for a potential meal that she's gonna teach our club members on Zoom. So our Zoom members are gonna be able to meet her and decide on what they wanna have um, her prepare for us the last weekend of March. So really excited for that. Um, now for everybody who's watching, I'm gonna be following the comments in the chat. I see we already have a couple in here. Um, oh, thanks ladies, looking forward to having you as a part of this. And um, Anna, I'm just gonna let you take this away. I know you've got a fantastic presentation for us and thank you. Of course. Can everyone see this okay? Hey, do a thumbs up. There we go. Yep. Getting nods, thumbs up. I think we are good then. So as previously introduced, I'm Anna Lantry. I'm the director of True Voice Lessons. I hold degrees in voice performance and public health. Started True Voice Lessons in 2018 with the intention of teaching transgender voice for people that wish to develop a more masculine, feminine, or androgynous voice. We've since grown to about 40 employees in about a dozen states, and we're continuing to grow every day. So what I want to discuss today is what elements go into changing the voice in a way that's healthy and sustainable, how we can start to work on those elements, and what considerations need to be factored in when designing exercises or techniques that can be implemented to do this in a way that's not going to be bad for you. Some of the big elements that will affect your voice or how much you can modify your voice are going to be your posture and breathing technique, what you do with the size and shape of your throat, your larynx or voice box position, the pitch you speak or sing at, the type of resonance that your voice has, how much range or pitch fluctuation there is as you speak or sing, cadence, and then how you shape individual vowels and consonants to further reinforce the big picture sound that you're trying to go for. So, for posture and breathing, we'll go ahead and do a thing or two that we can all do together. Basically, if you want to be able to control your voice as healthily as possible and make it a sustainable thing, you want to learn how to have a more upright yet relaxed posture. And you want to learn how to breathe into your core more so than into your chest and shoulders, which is what most people do if they haven't worked on their breathing technique consciously before. So for posture, one exercise I like to do, and you can do this seated or standing, is I like to reach for the sky with both arms, bringing your hands together over your head. So your hands are actually touching. I'm holding one wrist with the other hand. 
And I imagine that from the waist down, it's like my legs and feet are getting heavy into the floor or the chair. But from the waist up, it's like someone's pulling me with a string or a rope. So I feel like I'm being pulled in two directions and my ribs feel like they open up almost like an accordion. When I feel like I can't get any taller while still letting my legs be heavy into the surface that they're on, I'll then put my arms down slowly. But as I do, my ribs stay up and open so that when my arms are all the way down at my sides, my ribs are as open as they were here. The only difference is where my shoulder and arms are now. For breathing, for better vocal control, you almost want to think of filling up an inner tube. So you take a deep breath in through your mouth, and when you breathe in, you think of your belly and your sides and your lower back filling up and out. So that looks more like this. If you have trouble doing that, what I would suggest is hold your breath, then stick your belly out, suck it back in, doing that a few times while holding your breath. And then try taking a deep breath in through your mouth. And that same thing happens when you breathe in and when you breathe out, you let it fall back in. You also want to make sure that your head and your neck are aimed slightly up, almost like a cannon. So when I'm standing, I usually think of looking at the crease between the wall and the ceiling so that my head is slightly up and my neck is open. If you try to raise your pitch like this, you hear what that does. It kind of pinches things off. For the throat and the larynx position, a more masculine voice is going to tend to have the voice box in a lower position and the throat is going to be larger. So you've got a tube that's longer and wider that's going to create a deeper sound with more of a richness to it. So if we want to create a more feminine voice, what we want to learn how to do is narrow the throat and raise the voice box a healthy amount and in a stable way so that we have a shorter, thinner tube. That's gonna create a brighter sound at a higher pitch, and it's gonna make it easier to sustain that. The way I like to think of doing that is, it's almost like a goblin sort of breath. So it's like, so you smile really hard, which shortens the distance from here to here. You bring your tongue forward, so that your tongue's not pushing your voice box down in your throat. And then you're thinking of air, aiming the air very bright and forward, which causes your throat to narrow, almost like your tonsils are coming together, if you still have them. Try that a couple times. Tonsils come together, smile harder than you ever would in a picture and let it sound and feel really bright. You can also think of like a really small dog that's really tired. And what you should feel is if you check with two fingers, the voice box goes up. And as long as you don't breathe out too forcefully, 
it should stay there about an inch higher than it would if you just totally relaxed. And so our goal for a more feminine voice is to change the size and shape of the tube and learn how to sustain that so that consistently that's the channel that the sound is coming through from the voice box to the outside world. And then when you're singing, regardless of gender or what type of voice you're going for, the throat's going to be a little more open because the range and other demands are going to be more extreme. So we do need to accommodate to that. Another thing you want to make sure of is if you're trying to develop a more feminine voice that you're not just talking or singing out of your nose. Because yes, it feels and sounds more nasal and bright, but if it's through your nose, that's not healthy and it sounds kind of contrived. I'm talking like this. That's not quite what we're going for. So what you can try doing is you can try that breath like we did a second ago, plug your nose, and then at the end of the breath, you can say, hey, so like this, hey. Again, keeping the smile and the tongue really forward when you say, hey, and no movement here, if you can help it, it goes up and it parks there, hey. And that makes sure that the sound is here and not here. Another thing, and it's something that people often think of instantly when you ask about differences between masculine and feminine voices, is pitch. There is a difference, but it's not a huge one. For speech, it's fairly typical for feminine voices to fall somewhere between here and here, whereas masculine voices can often fall between here and here. There's a little bit of overlap, actually. That said, I usually find that feminine voices, when they're trying to become more feminine through training, have the most success with raising the pitch and changing the resonance when they practice in this range. Whereas a voice coming in that wants to do voice feminization may fall somewhere in here. So that's where they're starting. This is where we're going for. Not a huge gap, but still enough to matter. For singing, there's a huger gap. It's not unusual for masculine singers to sing in this range, whereas feminine singers, it's a bigger range and it is much further along on the piano. The most important thing to pitch being sustainable is finding what pitch or what narrow range of pitch you can spend the most time in comfortably once you've got some experience under your belt. And that's what we call tessitura. So that's what's the couple of notes that you speak or sing the most that you can comfortably do with the majority of your time that you're using your voice. So that's really important to identify, not just how big your range is, but what part of your range is really the meat of your voice for you. That's a little bit different for all of us.
Another thing that you'll see more in feminine voices is that there's larger range as someone talks or sings. As someone talks or sings. So if you look at somebody's pitch while they talk with the more feminine voice, it looks more like a roller coaster if you graph it. So one way I like to work on that is meowing. So I'll do something like meow, meow. And what that teaches you to do is to move around the pitch quickly and freely while maintaining a bright sound and that shape that we've worked on and not necessarily moving around so much when you change pitch. Feminine voices, you don't see as much jaw flapping going on. There's less opening and it's more spread. Meow. So to go to a higher pitch, I felt like where it rumbles move up into my forehead instead of my cheeks, but I didn't open my jaw at all. Meow. So getting used to the sound buzzing in different parts of your head as your pitch changes, but not doing that with moving your jaw so much, not as much as you're used to. And then in singing, the intervals you're expected to sing are much larger. And that ties into, you wanna get used to feeling your vo voice buzz more in your head and your face instead of in your chest. If you try to sing with a lot of heft to your sound, making big jumps up or down in pitch are very difficult to do. Another big difference in a more feminine voice is that the words are gonna to flow together more, more like music, more like music. So the space between words is not as major or there may not even be any space between words at all. And the vowel sounds tend to get longer, longer, longer. That's the big difference you'll see. Words get drawn out more and connect together better. And with that, the musical demands put on feminine voices are often more extreme. Vowels tend to all get shifted a little bit brighter for a more feminine sound. So ah becomes ah. Try that difference for me. Ah. Ah. E. 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 O. Oh. O. It's almost like each vowel becomes the next brighter vowel. And the way you modify your vowels when you sing becomes different because when singers with a feminine voice or aspiring towards a feminine voice when they sing go high, they have to open and keep their vowels really tall to a degree that you would never do when you speak. And that's why when people would talk about opera singers, there's this whole stereotype of, because when you go higher in your range, if you're singing with a more feminine voice, 
opening and keeping a round tall shape becomes necessary. And then consonants are spoken differently as well. So consonants are sounds that disrupt air coming out and the sound being made by creating some kind of resistance in your mouth or your throat. To sound more feminine, consonants usually are pronounced from further forward in the mouth. So, ta, 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 ta. If I pronounce a T sound more feminine, I feel it right up in my front teeth. If I pronounce it more masculine, it's almost like dropping something down a well. And learning how to soften consonants will also help with making the smoother line of what you're saying, like we talked about a couple slides ago, so that at some point, all of these things really start to go hand in hand. You fix one thing, you fix several. And then the higher you go in pitch, the more you have to de-emphasize your consonants because the more they get in the way. If a soprano sings that note, it's not going to sound like whatever word is written on the music. It's just not. Okay, so I think that is about time for our Q&A then. We're right on schedule. That is perfect. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Uh, I saw Donna raise her hand. Go ahead. We are muted. Hi, yes. Uh, good evening, Anna. Uh, now, uh, good afternoon, late afternoon. Uh, how often should you practice these? Like the meow, meow. And I was doing it, and my, one of my dogs was crawling in my lap. Right. So exercises like you would learn in a lesson or like we discussed, you want to kind of treat it like you're taking piano lessons. So you want to practice like 15 minutes at a time, like three or four times a day. But then for us, there's a whole other kind of practice that's not the same as taking private tutoring for other stuff. And that's what you do when you go to the bank or you go to the store, or you go to the drive through. What I'll tell people is if the best voice you can do in a good day on a good lesson is a 10 and not trying anything at all, no progress at all is a zero. Try to speak at whatever a three or a three and a half is for you as much of the time as possible. So your practice and what you can do during lessons keeps moving up, but you wanna change what you're doing in your everyday life until it catches up just a little bit at a time. Takes a few months. Thank you. I'm like motioning to Barbara on mute. Barbara, go ahead, ask your question. We are not hearing, unfortunately. Barbara, we don't hear you. Can you turn up your volume or? Is your computer connected to headphones at all? How about now? Perfect. Hey, I had to go for the Japanese or Chinese microphone. 
um, my question was, if you exercise other parts of your body that you're not used to exercising, you'll have some sore muscles the next day or two. Does the same thing happen with your, with your voice mechanism if you work on this too much or not enough? Or You can. If you're really noticing it, you probably need to back off. It's kind of like dehydration. If you're really starting to feel it, it's already too late. <laughs> Have a beer. Yeah. A pass Barbara, to the ribbon, Shirley. Barbara, do you mind if we um, address a question that you typed to about in the chat? Oh, so Barbara had asked um, Anna in the chat for vo about voice lessons. Is it downloaded or streamed? And do you need to have an internet connection? So if we're talking about the Voice Feminization 101 course, which I think this is about, that is a course that is totally online on our website that you log into. Um, it's a purchased product. And it's five or six lessons that are about 30 minutes each where I teach you like it's pre-recorded and then there's written homework and it quizzes you. And for that, you do need an internet connection or like data on your phone, something. Um, but it's just a one-time purchase, then you can use it as much as you want. It's $70. And I'll go ahead and post a link directly to it if people want to check it out. Still recommend taking at least a lesson or two to make sure you're doing things right, because my the ghost of recordings past cannot tell you if something is going wrong. So someone wants to check it out or potentially buy it, that's a direct link to it. Thank you. And I'll make sure that that gets in the Facebook link too. Chloe, you have your hand up. Uh, yeah. Earlier you mentioned pinching the, um, your, uh, what are the glands there? <laughs> your uh, not your tonsils, but you're pinching the sides. That's the first time I've heard anybody describe that. And that's where I've had most of my, my difficulties figuring out what muscles to control to do what. Are there any other tips like that that would help you? Because you can you know, also, just... you can find I'm... what I'm talking about by gargling, or you can okay. pretend like a cat coughing up a hairball. <laughs> and then go into the, the whisper, like dog panting hard. So, <sighs> so make it dirty and then make it clean. Okay. And you should know uh, what it's like for your throat to narrow without like squeezing it off. Yeah, well, see that one of my problems was I, I would just raise my, my voice box all the way up and that's how I got pitch control. But I'm hearing a little bit more about squeezing the, you know, the, the resonance chamber back there a little bit yeah. more. And that, that's kind of what I'm talking about is, you know, was figuring out which one to, to try and control to do what. Um, and that's, those, you know, and pinching the tonsils together was that was the first time I'd ever heard anybody say that. Yeah, it's um, it's the oropharyngeal muscles, if we're being real specific. And another way to think about it is making the space inside your mouth really little. So, like, e. That's if yeah. I keep my mouth really small inside. E mm -hmm. is if I don't, if I let it be cavernous in there. So you can also think of like vacuum packing your vowels. 
E S I O U. Okay. Okay. Um, I see that Miranda has her hand up, but we actually had a question in the chat from Catherine Ann Voss, who's actually in the Zoom. Catherine, do you want to ask your question? Or would you like me to ask for you? Thumbs up if you want me to ask. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted to unmute or not. So Catherine was wondering, is this voice training more difficult for the older trans women compared to younger women? Everyone is different. The oldest student I've had was in her mid eighties. The youngest I've had was like 13. Um, everyone can make progress that I've ever worked with. Some people, if they're starting later in life, it might take longer because it's more decades of habits you're having to undo, but that's not always true. I had someone who was like 70 who took like two lessons before she got voice surgery. And I was like, but honestly, we could do like four more and you could just cancel your surgery. Like you're moving so fast. So it might be harder, but not for everyone. And oftentimes how much you can do will surprise you. Miranda, go ahead and ask yours. Oh, I'm sorry, did I just speak over someone? Oh. <laughs> so um, picking up where Chloe left off, which she opened the window there too. Um, I, I had read, I have seen other people talking about just trying to push your voice up into your head. Um, you pointed out trying to stay away from the nasalness as well though. So I have that habit after doing this on my own of trying to push my voice up into my head. What should I watch out for though while I'm doing that? Because you can hear me now. Um, what am I doing wrong? I have a nasal voice anyway, and it's really hard for me not to do that. Um, so besides that, is, is there anything damaging wise I should be watching for if I'm just thinking, push the voice into my head, that's how to sort of focus on squeezing the tonsils together. I think of the voice going up and over when it's in that higher place that buzzes more up here. And you can try saying or singing any given sound with your nose plugged. And as long as it's not a sound that is inherently nasal, like an M or an N, it should not feel like it's getting stuck. E. E, 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 e. I almost get the sensation when I sing or speak through my face, but not through my nose, that it's like it's burrowing out of both cheeks like this and kind of skipping over there. Okay. Does anyone else have any questions or do, oh, go ahead, Catherine. Uh, audio. Can't hear you, Catherine. Can you turn it up or check your mic? While Catherine's figuring that out, will anyone have any other questions or, or do we want to switch into the guinea pig portion of the evening? Bronwyn does. Okay. And Barbara, wait, well, are you with I, yeah. I just wanted to comment that I, that I bought the uh, 101 course. And 
and I've and I've looked through the first lesson and I really like it. Oh, good. That's great. So, so my question is, you know, in the cartoons, people are always spraying something into their mouth to keep their throat moist or something like that. Is there, you know, should we gargle with a scope or something like that? Would that help, hurt, or just nothing? I don't think that would do anything for you. Um, hydration is where it's at. And our hydration needs are higher if you have to take testosterone blockers because it's a diuretic. I don't have to take them anymore, but I remember those days. Um, if you develop a cycle, which a lot of us do, obvious or not, during those times of the month, it also causes vocal edema, which can mean your voice is more husky or crackly than usual. So that is something to keep in mind as well. Does it help to practice singing as opposed to just speaking? So yes, um, a lot of the exercises we do look like singing, even if they're not quite. <laughs> the only thing I would make sure is to make sure with somebody that your technique is healthy because imitating someone and singing with a good technique for you are two different universes. <sighs> Augie. How are we everyone? Does anyone else have any questions or should we go into practice mode? Catherine? Oh, we're still not hearing you, sweetie. Can you type your question? You did. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Catherine's question was, my question was, if you are a person who have or have breathing problems, would this voice training still be possible and how difficult would it be? Yes. So the most difficult case I had was someone who was about 200 pounds overweight and it had a breathing tube in their neck for several years. Still able to make progress. Um, so I have my doubts that someone can't even around health stuff. If that is the case, I've never seen it. Um, that said, we do use techniques for breathing into the core instead of into the chest and shoulders. And I wonder what that would do for someone that has breathing trouble because your ability to take a good deep breath and use it to speak or sing a long phrase gets a lot better just from learning how to manage it differently. Wonderful. Anybody else questions? All right, Anna, you ready for your next portion? Sure. What do we got? I keep muting myself. You tell me how this works. Um, I know that you haven't, like, we have some time for you to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Does anyone want to practice what we've learned tonight one-on-one -on -one with Anna? Remember, this is your one chance for this because she doesn't do lessons. I don't. Okay. Um, I haven't heard Lisa speak yet tonight. She didn't ask a question. So let's let Lisa go first. Raise your hand with a little hand symbol if you want to go to. I know Miranda wanted to go badly. 
<laughs> hey, how are you doing, Lisa? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Doing good, thanks. So let's just make sure while we do this that the chest is up, the shoulders are back and down. And we're looking ever so slightly up. Looks pretty good. Let's go ahead and do that breath that we worked on earlier, but I want to hear you do it. So So I'm hearing kind of a, a little bit of a lurch. Can we breathe out so gently? It's almost hard to tell where it begins. Better. Yeah, if we do it with too much force, your voice box is gonna wanna go all over the place like someone broke a fire hydrant. Let's do that one one more time, but smile hard enough that your eyes disappear. Keep your tongue down, butt forward. Think of like a dog. Do it one more time, but put your fingers where your voice box is, softly. And I want you to tell me if it goes up when you do that breath. It should about an inch. It does, yes. Good. So we're going to add singing or humming to that now, where I play a note, you breathe like that, you start to breathe out for a second, and then you hum the note that I'm playing on my keyboard until you run out of air. And we'll start here on an A3. So it'll be like this. Um. One more time, but keep your lips and your teeth completely closed together and still smile enough that your eyes vanish. Where do you feel it vibrating when you sing like that? Let's go slightly higher, and I want you to try to feel it here. It might feel like it's even further forward in your body and your mouth than you've probably ever been used to. Did you feel it there much? Yes. Yep. Sometimes you just got to move up and pitch just enough. Let's do that. And now at the end, say your name, but at the same pitch or higher. So like this. Lisa. And you notice I don't open very much. Lisa. Good. Smile even harder when you say the first syllable. Lisa. Lisa. Not bad. Let's do my name. Say again. My name. 
my name. So my kind of stays on the same pitch, and the name is a hill. So my name. My name. My name. My name. Go up in pitch on the word name past the note we sang. My name. My name. Okay, let's practice humming intervals so we can work on expanding the fluctuation. So let's do. Yeah, it's up and back down two times in one breath. notice when you go even higher than that, not only can you, which might be unexpected depending on how high you go, but it almost moves up here. So feminine speech almost feels like your voice is constantly moving between here and here, here and here. Okay. So let's do mm, my name. My name, my name is Lisa. Yeah. Now a little more rapid when you get to saying it. Mm, my name is Lisa. Mm, my name is Lisa. Good. On name, smile so hard it's like it would be gross in other. My name, name. My name is Lisa. Let's do One more time, but do that breath we worked on. Now just say at on that note. Eh. 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 Even more up here. Eh. eh. I'm hearing eh. 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 Name. 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 Good. My name is Lisa. My name is Lisa. How does that feel? Not bad. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like is going on when you talk with that sort of style? The, I can feel it in my face. Mm -hmm. And, and the problem is I get lazy. And it's very hard to to keep this up because especially when I'm, when I'm at a conference, for example, um, people's voices are different and they are, it makes it difficult for me to keep my voice up. So I had some training about, oh, I'd say 10 years ago. 
and or more. And uh, I went with a, a music teacher who knew that I was trans and, uh, you know, helped me quite a bit. But, you know, even when I practice, it, it's, you know, I have a hard time getting back into this place. Got it. Let's try one of the sentences you said and pair that with the humming. So let's do, I feel it in my face. I feel it in my face. Smiling more, opening less. I feel it in my face. Yes, much better. So I think with you learning how to speak with smaller space inside of the mouth is going to make a huge difference. Okay, I'll, I'll try and do that. That was one thing she didn't teach me. Okay. Does, does this sound any better? Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll try and remember it. Yeah. Um, let's try okay as one last one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And then when you come down on the A, keep it real smiley, even though the pitch goes down. Okay. 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 Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, because what'll happen is if you get used to that narrower, like jaws not so open, more smiley. Mm -hmm. Even when the voice goes down, it won't go down out of bounds relative to where you want to be. It'll go down, but it'll still be up here. Okay, I'm, I'll, we'll try that. And I think that the thing that I've taken away from this, most of all, is that I need to keep my mouth closed more. And that, of course, is very difficult for me. If you smile a lot to make up for it, it'll give you more pitch flexibility and it'll keep it all face. Okay, I'll try that. I think that, that this has been very helpful. Yeah, you can, if you need a quick mental cue, you can think ventriloquist. <laughs> and you can even say the word the way you wanna talk, ventriloquist. Ventriloquist. Yeah. If you can I'm do that, like if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Okay, who else we got? Thank you. Great job, Lisa. Yay, Miranda. Thank you very much. Sure. Lisa, now you got the bar set all high and now I'm all intimidated. No, you're good. Um, so Randy, you've got an echo going on there. Is there anything you can do to help that? No. So for you, I do. It's it's probably the uh, like the lack of textures or fabrics in your room. Like if you have a hardwood floor and hardwood on. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's the issue. There's yeah. that rug in this room. <laughs> not a tech thing it's an acoustics thing yeah this this room was not made for recordings this room was even though um i don't know the building so 
I'm in trouble when I move. <laughs> it's hard with little rooms. I literally have like a huge thick comforter on one of the walls and a thick rug on the floor to like absorb the sound. But Anna, this won't bother you for helping Miranda tonight, right? No, not at all. Cause you're that good. Yeah, it doesn't change what I'm noticing at all. Um, these are acoustic tiles and you can buy them for like 50 bucks on Amazon and it dulls that down a great deal and you can just install them with like wall tape. So food for thought, if you are going to be practicing a lot at home or you have a room that you would like to listen to movies in without that. <laughs> um, rooms with a lot of bookshelves and stuff to eat it up. So for you, I want to practice doing an E with your nose plugged. So let's do that breath in and out. E. 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 We're like down here. E. high it's it's right in between you want me to sing or say it it's like a sustained saying it e e e with with like a 5 second breath in and out with that first e e good Make sure to plug your nose so we know it's not coming through there. Can't tell? I thought you'd be able to tell if it was or not. I can, but this is for you. Hey, I, how on earth do you do that? Hey. Yeah. Now let's do that, and we're going to say the word feet at the end of it. So it's E feet. E Good. How did that feel? Horrible. How so? I don't know what I did. I felt the pressure. I mean, I popped my ears. Um, I felt it in my nose a second and then tried to get it back out. Um, I don't know. One more time and think of it coming out of your cheeks. He feet. He feet. Mm. Not bad. If you say so. Think of aiming it up towards the ceiling more. He feet. He feet. And a little bit higher. E feet. E feet. It's a little bit higher in pitch. We're like here. It's a little bit higher. E, e feet. There you go. E feet. E feet. Good. A little bit higher. E. E feet. Good. One more. E feet. A little bit higher. E higher. Holy crap. Sit up nice and tall. As long as you keep your neck open, you should be fine. 
Heat. Let's do igloo. Igloo. I feel like that sounds horrendous. No. Wow. Okay. Looking up a little bit. Igloo. Igloo. And then smile when you end the word as your way of cutting it off. So it's igloo. Igloo. Yeah. Did you feel like your voice kind of stayed more on one plane that time? No? I didn't feel anything like that. Sorry. I'm going to be the worst student you've ever had and totally not intentionally. Heard that too many times. You can't touch me. Um, let's do it on high. Let's do. So where are you feeling it buzz? Just above my soft palate. So like, eh? Yep. Yep. You're doing it right. Let's okay. Me. Me. Good. Starting on the same pitch. Me. Good. One more time, but now. Make it last like 30 seconds if you can. As long as a breath will take you. Good. Same thing, but now on this note. something to that now. We are ready. So let's do me hi. Me hi. Open a little less, but otherwise you've got the right idea. Me me hi. I can't not open my mouth. Me hi. Not bad. And this one. Me hi. Hi. Go ahead and put one hand just gently below your chin. Me hi. Hi. Me hi. Not bad. You're being polite. No. One more time. Me hi. Me hi. Sing it. Kind of like sing it and speak it at the same time. So it's me hi. Me hi. Draw out the ah sound for even longer. So this is like exaggeratedly feminine speech. Me hi. 
you'd never actually do that, but close. Me, hi. Hi. And then land on the note that you started with. Me, hi. No. Better. It didn't change registers as much. One more time. Me, hi. 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 There, yeah, there you go. Do that three more times like you just did. Hi. Hi. Two more. Hi. One more. Hi. 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 Better. So let's do hi. How are you? Hi. How are you? Hi. How are you? Hi. How are you? Good. Do that two more times. Hi. How are you? So I'm hearing ha do that like dog breath how 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 are you good now putting it back together hi how are you hi how are you good sing it and then say it and keep i just did sing it didn't i that was singing it more so. Okay, I want to make sure that I'm not completely on this. Sing it and then make it as close to speaking it as you can, but keep everything feeling as similar as you can. So, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Yep, on the right track. Narrow gauge, but track. Yes. So for you, I would work on this in front of the mirror so you can get used to this is what it feels like when I know that my jaw is not opening as much. And I would practice singing phrases around the pitches that we were just doing and then saying them right after without even taking a breath. So it becomes like muscle memory, like this is how things move now. And it gets easier and easier without the singing over time, six months later. Okay. Yep. I think that's about, oh. Well, you tell me. I can't tell who has their hand up to want to try. Bronwyn. Go ahead, Bronwyn. Okay. <laughs> Great job, Miranda. I missed applauding you. Yay. Good job. Yeah, this is hard. Did a great job. Okay. So let's go ahead and do that breath a few times so we make sure we got it right. So it's the. Go ahead and do three more for me and just double check if your voice box is moving up. It should. Thank you. 
Yeah, I can feel it. <laughs> so let's do. Uh, and just keep going until you run out. Uh, okay, so we started here. Uh, let's do this one next. Uh, uh, good, we did this one. Uh, let's do this one next. time on that breath before. So it's <sighs> Yeah, and I can hear it move up into your face when you switch to that note. Good. So we did this one. Let's do this one next. Uh, so let's add something to the end of that now. So let's do uh, ouch. Ouch. Yeah, and you want to bend up like that. Good. If y'all want to practice this on mute, go for it. This is a good way to learn how to go up and pitch and how to close the mouth when you end something. Uh, let's take it a little higher. Ouch. Ouch. Good. Do that one two more times. A little longer on the ah. Out. Not bad. Let it bend up a little more at the end, though. Ouch. Out. Good. Yes. One more. Out. Good. And now we'll do. Ouch, that hurt. Ouch, that hurt. Ouch, that hurt. Hurt, hurt. Hurt. A little more fang on the er sound. Er. Hurt. <laughs> that one. Because er is either er or it's er. <laughs> Um, let's do that one one more time with the er, er, that one. Uh, Good. Let's do a sentence now that is more conversational. Uh, come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Uh, come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Good. Do that. Two more times, same thing. 
Come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Good, one more time. <laughs> Excuse me. Come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Good. So I'm still hearing that we could change the er sound more, so let's work on that. Let's do. teeth more so curl your upper lip up more where do you feel that sound vibrating right right in here so what if we moved it what if we pushed it up here do that Are you able to feel that more here now? Yeah, I can feel it vibrating more in my ears, actually. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. another possibility. Yeah. So let's do a bird. A bird. We're too low. Yeah. A bird. A bird. Good. So yeah. Um, you're off to a good start. I would look out for sounds that don't really match that that feeling up here and work on switching, like play with them until they match kind of the bass sound you've already got going on. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, so I think we're about out of time. Anna, thank you so much for tonight and for everybody. And Bronwyn, good job, you too. Good night job, all the ladies who joined us. Uh, for anybody who is watching at home who did not get to participate, I'm so sorry. Um, we do have a, a cutoff time if I missed you with your signed release, um, but you have to get in touch with me before we go live. So if there's ever a miss email or miscommunication, if you wanna join us as a club member in the Zoom, you have to connect with me before we're actually live or I, I'm at this point, we're in the live and I can't help you. Um, but I am getting tons of messages from other members who really wanted to be in tonight. So Anna, I would love to invite you back if you have time um, to work with these ladies again. Maybe we can see some follow-up progress from those who have done the lessons with you and who have done the coaching. I know you've got a very busy schedule coming up, but I would love to reach out to you about that. Everyone, thank you so very, very much for tonight. I wanna to give you a heads up on what is coming up on My Feminine Heart. Uh, next week, we are going to be live again on the public Facebook page on March 16th. And we will be turning for a live discussion panel led by you, our club members, and the subject is coming out. So if there's anybody who is in our club membership who would like to participate, please let me know. You need to sign a model release if you'd like to be a part of that. Um, and you will get a link uh, that day, hours before we go into the live with the Zoom. So if you would like to participate, we'd love to hear uh, from our club members what worked for you, what didn't, what your advice is for the rest of the community. Thank you everyone so much for joining us tonight. Thank you to all the amazing people who joined us. Um, thank you to 
Pulp Fiction for joining us now as well. We've got the interesting Zooms coming on in the background. Everybody, you did a beautiful job. Anna, you're amazing. Please go and check out True Voice Lessons. Uh, we have seen magic work tonight with the work that they are doing. So thank you so very much. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank you so much. Thank you, Frau Anna. Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com.